All Day Kitchens raises $65 million in funding. We talk about Chipotle's and a couple of huge acquisitions over in New York. That's all ahead in this week's Monday Minute. Monday Minute works like this. We're going to ask each other four or five questions from the latest week's headlines and get our take on it. Are you ready? Let's get on with it. Okay, Meredith, you have the first question this week. There have been a couple of really interesting acquisitions in New York, uh, one of them with regards to Kitchen United and Zool. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Kitchen United uh, recently acquired Zool. And I think that this deal just proves that ghost kitchens are prop tech, meaning some part real estate and some part prop uh, technology. So sure, they get an awesome location in New York City when coupled together with their um, Kitchen United's opening that they're planning in New York City later this year. They'll have two great locations there, but they also get the Zool OS. And I think when that's put together with the extensive tech stack that Kitchen United's already created, um, what that will bring is awesome delivery technology um, that will make these uh, delivery optimized locations all the more powerful. Um, and even maybe some other locations too, it'll be interesting to see. And one other thing about Zool is that they partner with a whole bunch of offices and residential buildings in New York City um, to bring delivery to those uh, residents and employees, somewhat like an outpost model from Sweetgreen. So altogether, uh, I think there's a lot of really cool assets there um, that can reinforce one another. That's right. Kitchen United now is the largest ghost kitchen company in three of the largest cities in America, of course. So uh, good good and exciting news for the team there. Uh, and then another acquisition I noticed, uh, it's not James Bond, but a company called Bond were acquired by Reef this week. Slightly different kind of deal, but what do you think is behind that? Yeah, you know, Bond is a logistics company. Um, and I think, you know, it remains to be seen what, what Reef has in mind for it. I think it could go one of two ways. One is really about last mile delivery and uh, really leaning in on that logistics front. The other is about broadening their offering. Um, so they're not just delivering restaurants, but also delivering retail um, and maybe both. All right, Carl, next question's for you. We have a super exciting week this week. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, it's tomorrow, Meredith. It's the big launch, would you believe, of our actual book, our Delivering the Digital Restaurant on Amazon. And we've been inviting lots of different people, including each of our listeners to this, the Monday Minute, to join us at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, or for my friends over in the UK, 6 p.m. GMT. We'd love to have you join us because we're going to be talking live uh, about the book, the, the writing process, everything that we've been spending the last what is it, 18 months or so, two years working on this project. Uh, we've got some behind the scenes footage, some excerpts from some of our interviews in, uh, with the likes of uh, Noah Glass from Olo and Alex Cantor from Audemark. Uh, and then of course, we'll ask our, the audience to give us some questions, you know, what's on their minds and how can we perhaps answer some of the questions that we perhaps haven't done up to this point. So it'll be a really exciting hour. And hopefully for those people that haven't yet got the book, they can go to Amazon tomorrow and get the book. But of course, if they'd like to support us first party channels, uh, delivering the digital restaurant, of course, is still going to be available to get a copy through us directly. Okay, our third question this week is around a big funding raise that we've heard about with All Day Kitchen. $65 million they've raised, but they're not the typical ghost kitchen. In fact, are they even a ghost kitchen, Meredith? 
Yeah, you know, I, I put them in the ghost kitchen category. And like we say in our book, they're really, uh, their model is kind of a forward logistics point. Um, they call it a platform or a network of satellite kitchens. And what it does is extend an independent restaurant beyond its own four walls and really give it a wider delivery radius than it could um, out of its own uh, home restaurant. Um, they're very focused on the independent market and uh, they have definitely this different model. But what I think is super exciting about it is that as you see this funding and coupled with other fundings in the space, it's really becoming a white hot investment space where I think investors are seeing the restaurant industry is changing. These models are ready to scale. And uh, that's a pretty exciting time in an industry. All right, Carl, the next one's for you. The Raising Cane's corporate staff was recently working in the stores. Uh, tell us what that's all about. Not just recently, Meredith, they're going to be staying working in these stores all the way through until they meet their latest objective. 10,000 employees is what they're trying to target hiring over the course of the next 50 days. And they're saying their corporate teams are going to continue to work in their restaurants until that target is met. So that's huge, right? I mean, huge to be able to, first of all, have such a, a challenging target in such a difficult environment. In fact, on Friday, the National Restaurant Association put out uh, an article saying that we need the government support, we need Congress support to re really revitalize restaurants again with further kind of support to the fact that just this labor crisis is just carrying on. But I think the interesting thing for me about this article um, and this particular news thing which Raising Cane's have um, revealed is this should probably be something that happens to restaurants everywhere. I don't know whether you did this at Taco Bell. We certainly did it at AMPM and a bit, of course, at Ghost Kitchen with Kitchen United. But the, the thing for me is, is that it's really important for anyone in, in an organization to spend time at the front of the organization, in front of the customers, if possible, perhaps in the kitchen, working with the, the kitchen staff. Because my, I, I tell you, my, an experience I had was as a barista in a wild bean cafe back in the UK. I have never worked as hard in my life <laughs> on that day. I kid you not. And it really does demonstrate how tough the working conditions can be. And therefore, why it's so important for corporate staff, no matter what their function is, to really get that exposure. And so mm -hmm. hopefully others will follow Raising Cane's kind of example here and utilize some of their corporate teams to support in a similar way. Uh, you and I had lunch uh, a couple of weeks ago and you took me on my very first Chipotle experience. And I was like, what on earth is the Chipotle? Um, and now, of course, I do have a better appreciation of it. Maybe you could tell our audience a bit about it. And is there any kind of learning for other restaurants outside of QSRs? Yeah, absolutely. So I love the Chipotle and I'm an avid user of it. Um, basically what it is, is it's uh, order ahead on the app. And then for your in-store pickup, instead of going inside the store, you're going through uh, drive through and picking it up at a window. Um, so super convenient. You never have to leave your car. And um, I think what was most shocking to you, Carl, when we went through is that we didn't have to wait behind someone who placed an order at the order board and then was waiting for their order to be prepared. 100% of the orders that are going through that lane place their order ahead on the digital um, app or website. And um, for me, this is like the most amazing innovation in drive-throughs in the last, I don't know, 30 years. It's incredible because what they're saying is, wait, the order point doesn't need to be there. And interacting with an employee to try to explain to them what it is that you want, especially in their made-for-you kind of approach without being able to point at it, doesn't make any sense. But doing that customization online 
so easy, makes a ton of sense. And then being able to do a curbside pickup, so to speak, without leaving your car also makes a ton of sense. So what I love about this is the frictionless nature of what it offers to the consumer and their ability to place an order, get exactly what they want, and then be able to pick it up without leaving their car. Um, I think as other restaurants start to explore um, how they want to do mobile order ahead, curbside pickup, there's a lot to be learned from what Chipotle has done. Okay, that's it. We'd love to hear from you on what you think of what we've discussed this week. Uh, hopefully you'll be joining us for our webinar tomorrow. Uh, do you agree with our thoughts about Chipotle's and the fundraisers and the ghost kitchen excitement that's going on in the industry right now? What do you disagree with? Either way, let us know your thoughts below. Of course, please like, subscribe and share. Thanks as always. See you next week.